Have you ever seen where the car will have, uh, like anybody's car, will just have like eyelashes? I actually saw that literally yesterday. Um, I saw one yesterday, or no, two days ago, where it looks like over one of the headlights, there's like three like primal scratches. Like, but it's a decal, you know? Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and it's like, it's like the car is supposed to be like Torok the dinosaur it hunter. And the eyelashes too. <laughs> Both. Yeah, so it's like Ripley or something. It's just like an epic woman. Who's a woman that's Wonder, actually missing Wonder an woman, eye? Um, Furiosa. Now she's missing an arm. Oh yeah, she is missing an arm. Um, but then it made me think like people that kind of personify their cars like that, do they wish that their cars were in the cars universe? That's a good call. Well, an aggressive version of the Cars universe, obviously, with the fucking <laughs> yeah. scratched out eye. Dude, we should do a Mad Max Cars fusion. <laughs> Dude, that has to exist, right? You think so? Let's look it up. Mad Max uh, yeah. Pixar Cars. Pixar Cars. Dude. Dude, hell yeah. There's even an animation for it, it looks like. Dude, there it is. <laughs> that's bad. Dude, that's terrifying. <laughs> look at that. Like, how much more intense would that have been if the cars were alive, you know? What it looks like is maybe they parodied it. No, because there's people on top. They don't have people in the Cars universe. I was going to say they maybe Ah. parodied it in the Cars 3 movie, Mm -hmm. but no. There aren't people in the Cars universe. That would be the big plot twist. They'd find the island of people, and they'd start driving them around. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, look at these new vehicles we found. It's like, uh, (laughs) it would be commentary on like... um, colonialism exactly and like uh, <laughs> the disease is the humans that we've been this the smallpox that we've transmitted onto the rest of the world <laughs> they transmit car pox you know, they just be getting little doors and windows all over their bodies like, ah! that's that, fucking terrible that's badass. <laughs> gentlemen let's broaden our minds Prince. here's gourlami Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. And this is Kenny. Oh, where is he? Oh, he's gone. So quiet in here. He's gone. All right. I just checked his mic for him. It's no, working. No Paul Damien this week. He's, yeah. He's like catching he's, fucking sharks or something. I don't he's know. He's fled the nest. Oh, man. He he found out I'm pregnant and he ran away. Dude, why'd you tell him? You should have just showed him the baby. It was a test of faith. I'm not actually pregnant. Oh. I'm a man. No, well, I didn't know. <laughs> it's 2022, man. You can be whatever you want to be. That's I. Hey. Hey. Uh this week we're talking about <laughs> Luther Strode. We're talking about all three series. Yeah, we really we really ran the gauntlet this week. Yeah. It's kind of what we like to do when uh, old PD's not around. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like we can like to put ourselves through it a little bit and just read a whole bunch of shit, you know. So yeah, total eighteen issues, each of the three series, each having six issues. Mm-hmm. Um, this these books came out between the years of twenty twenty no twenty eleven and twenty sixteen. Okay. That makes sense. Uh yeah, the first two series much closer together and then the last series um it ended in twenty sixteen. So not too too long ago. Um but yeah, I mean it felt of an era. 
especially Definitely. the entrance into this book. Um, the three series, of course, are called The Strange Talent of Luther Strode, The Legend of Luther Strode, and The Legacy of Luther Strode. Uh, written, all three written by Justin Jordan mm-hmm. and with art by Trad Moore. Um, first book, it felt like our high school. Yeah, it did, honestly. Which makes sense because we graduated 2011. It felt like these are kids we could have known. Yeah, and in a time we would have known them too. You're absolutely right. It felt very uh, of our age, which yeah. was kind of cool. You know, even the fashion, to. like mm-hmm. the tight jeans and all that shit. And I could definitely relate to Luther right out the gate, yeah. being like this kind of like scrawny guy dreaming of more. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know who he reminded me of, especially in the first book, uh, Rocky, yeah, our right. mutual friend Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is Rocky, dude, but with the square glasses and yeah. everything. Yeah, and, the, and even and, the flippy blonde hair. And, isn't he, he's an artist too, kind of right? Is that maybe? That thing? I know that he's into a lot of nerdy shit. Yeah. There's some cool posters on that guy's room for real. <laughs> yeah, there's the thing I saw, Invincible. There was I'll, an Invincible poster. I always wonder about stuff like that. Like, how do you get? Like, do you need to get rights to have like that kind of imagery in the background, or is it just kind of like uh, I think if it's you like a use, forgivable sin. <laughs> I think if you use the character as if it's a character in your story, that's where you you have to either get consent or it has to be owned by the same studio or some shit. But if you're just putting their merch in the background, that's just free. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> you know, it's it's not publicity. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Because it's not like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with Marty McFly later. It's just like, oh, no, there's just a DeLorean because mm-hmm. we're referencing that. Exactly. Our fan is obviously just a fan of our character yeah. is just a fan <laughs> of this, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the first six issues, it felt like invincible, but a little bit more modern. And it's crazy because looking at it then, looking at looking because I'd never read this book before. Mm-hmm. Look, I didn't know this existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looking at this first series it is already dated. You know what I mean? And Invincible already feels dated. Yeah. And that's something that I kind of was thinking about while reading this was that the Invincible show tries to like put it in modern times. And I still don't think it even did that very well. You know, I do agree with that. Like it tried to modernize the series, but it still felt kind of displaced in maybe like the early 2000s and like the elements we kind of saw in it. But you're right. This, they are very, in tandem stories in a lot of ways, even though they're vastly, vastly different, you know? Um, But I really liked that this, you're right, didn't, where Invincible, when we picked it up, those first few issues did feel a little dated Mm. in a sense. This felt much more relevant to us or to the time frame we would be putting in. And it was written in a way that made me really grow to this character pretty quickly and feel attached to him and the way that he spoke and his attitude yeah. and things like that where uh what is his name mark and in, in yeah, yeah, right mark grayson yeah, mark yeah. grayson uh really just felt like someone i had to grow to like over the series True. Of Invincible yeah. over time you know that's a good call mark grayson is i think a little bit more of a um a placement holder for an attitude mm-hmm. first we're like having to see all this stuff experienced through him and then luther is much more of like oh no i have a set of ideas and ideals already and this is why they exist because this is what my world has been like up until this point you know yeah i think they introduce his backstory very well and very organically through context of the story and you know uh, where you know they just bring up the fact that he obviously has this abusive father that's gotten out of prison you know and like all of it is brought up very very organically uh, which i i enjoyed because it's never like shoved in your face you know like when the mom shows initial fear of it it's very very 
it's very quick and it's very natural and it's not something that's like a big conversation all of a sudden to be like oh this is what's happened in my past and why i have you know issues yeah <laughs> do you think um it's interesting we're gonna spoil a little bit of invincible oh, yeah. in this we're obviously gonna spoil luther, Strode, luther Strode. if you but, haven't realized we're just a bunch of spoil words yeah. on this podcast <laughs> but um it's interesting. Both of these characters are the same kind of archetype mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm just a guy that wants to get to know a girl one day and I have this really geeky, weird best friend and I have a mother that happens to have and I also happen to have a shitty dad, too. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? It's it's kind of weird, especially because both of these ideas, Invincible existing obviously previous to luther strode are yeah. also ripoffs of ultimate spider-man in a lot of ways this is also the ultimate spider-man origin minus you know the family it's a different yeah. family archetype um but it's still like no, eventually it's still an absent parental figure with the maternal figure still there or i guess a paternal figure yeah. not parental um but regardless, yeah, it's it's interesting. The foundation is definitely the same. You yeah, know, you're absolutely right. And so it's funny that it's a theme that works so well that it can be kind of be repeated so blatantly for us that it's all the way back to Spider-Man that we see it in Invincible. And now here we are reading Luther Strode and it's it is kind of a generic recipe like that. But honestly, I it, mean, it works. <laughs> the strange talent of Luther Strode mm-hmm. is what I'm kind of picking. Yeah, at right the here. first one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. From there on, it turns into something else yeah for sure um but let's get the the basic synopsis out of the way luther strode is a young man in high school still he has a best friend who's named pete and then later our antagonist calls him mr holmes so his name is pete holmes (laughs) (laughs) coincidentally i watched two different pete holmes specials this week dude before realizing one of the characters was named pete holmes in this fucking book he has that reality series, or that not reality series, but a, it's the a sitcom. Yeah, sit, well, he has a sitcom series now that's oh. about him being like an, a bowling team or something. Really? And I kind of want to watch it. It looks oh. terrible. We have to watch that later, yeah. that trailer. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, he's on like a Fox series or like ABC series <laughs> now. All about, all about a bowler. That's amazing. I want to watch that. Dude, me too. Just for him. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. Anyway, he, that, I, this is where he would have done in high school. Yeah. He would have helped his best friend be a, be a, a superhero. superhero. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. It tracks. Yep, it tracks. <laughs> uh, but Luther Strode, he orders an obscure comic or an obscure book from an old comic, mm-hmm. thinking that like maybe the hotline wouldn't work anymore or the mailing address wouldn't work anymore. The only thing in this book that felt dated, because yes. I swear that's something you would have done in like the 90s or something, found like an ad in the back of a magazine and then actually like ripped it out, yeah. put it in the mail and sent it off to like get the thing. No one does that <laughs> anymore. So I've maybe. read a handful of old scans of like early Stanley and Jack Jack Kirby books uh-huh. and they have ads in the pages that are like for this kind of book this hercules mm-hmm. method is like what it's called in this book um and i can tell that that's kind of what sprung this whole idea is like hey what if you got this book and it actually worked yeah and it was like super badass like too good yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that's what kind of sprung this whole idea forward in a lot of ways and i think it's kind of cool I mean, honestly, some of the best comic book recipes we've ever come up with came from base yeah. ideas like that. It was that, just you know? a joke yeah. where we were just like, wouldn't that be fucking crazy or funny? And then it spiraled into something much cooler. But yeah, he orders this book 
and then it like he follows it. That's the th- that's the thing. There's some aspects that aren't transcribed perfectly in mm-hmm. this comic where you have to jump to conclusions that you have to believe he's following it to a T and that's why he becomes what he is by the middle point of this book, which is the scrawny kid goes from being scrawny to like expert yogi to expert like zero to hero, right? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Hercules. (laughs) Yes. Um, But it's kind of cool that you see him growing into this, this idea um, and then from there on, it turns out like it's all what because the antagonist is revealed and he's the librarian mm-hmm. and he's the keeper of these books. Yeah. And it's all a way to see who has the talents already to actually absorb the material mm-hmm. correctly. It's a who's not only worthy, but like and not I don't even want to say intelligent enough, but like bold enough to like follow this path yeah. and like choose the you know choose it and become this greater thing, you know. Yeah, it's almost like the Liver King, the scary giant man on the internet. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I, that that fucking big scary dude that like eats bone marrow and shit. I think he's the Liver King. I think that's what he's called. Ah! Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Sorry to me to yell right <laughs> into the fucking mic. He's just probably one of the scariest human beings alive. He looks incredible. He looks unreal. Yeah, he he's incredible. Um, but I don't believe him because oh, like you his don't whole, believe the lifestyle he lives. Yeah, the whole thing is that he only eats raw meat. I mean, that's not a human body. So, <laughs> I mean, good call. <laughs> Maybe he has his own Hercules method <laughs> that he's unlocked. Maybe he can control each of his little sinews of his muscle. That guy's had to kill at least one guy called the librarian in his life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good call. (laughs) If you've never seen The Liver King, Google him right now and be mad at us for exposing it to you. He's not that scary looking. He's terrifying. He he looks kind of cool. Like, of course, if I was in his presence, I'd be like a little intimidated, but... That's why I want to watch the Pauls fight. (laughs) But, but both of them against him do at one time. Do you think he knows how to fight, though? The Liver King? Or doesn't do think... matter. That's not the point. Yeah, but you have to know how to wield your strength. Bro, it's just all about... Look at that dish he's eating. <laughs> it's just raw meat with three eggs, raw <laughs> eggs <laughs> cracked in the center of it. It's just a giant plate of raw hamburger ground up with just three... Well, it looks like they're just the yolks, too. Yeah. But just ginormous yolks just resting in the center. Those are ostrich yolks. And he's he's eating only raw meat. He's ready to munch. Apparently, his boys only eat raw meat, too. His whole family. He just Look, he's got the sweaty chains. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those chains are following us everywhere. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But yeah, so there's this antagonist named the librarian who I guess is a follower of Cain, mm-hmm. which is the first murderer. I like that. The first man to ever murder. Another man, and that made him immortal for some reason. Is because it unlocked something in him that he understood on a primal sense, an ancestral sense, that he was able to conjure the strength. I guess it, that might be the idea also, is like, you have to have the strength to be able to murder something. Your brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like the willpower it takes to murder someone is kind yeah. of a big moral of the story that it's something so awful, you know? Yeah. It would take, it's like fucking what Harry Potter does. It takes like destroying your soul to murder someone, you know? Yeah. So 
it's crazy, you know, but uh, maybe he was the first person to write to then because obviously he wrote all this <laughs> shit down in a fucking book that he was able to pass down to people. We do see, I don't remember which book it is because we read this all in one tandem. It's mm-hmm. the whole collected edition, all 18 issues. Um, There was a flashback in one of the books where it shows- Samson? Well, no, not even Samson, but just like different people seeing and interpreting the power differently. Mm-hmm throughout history and it's it's a cool idea where it's just kind of like maybe anyone that murders can feel this way but obviously it's transcribed to others that don't even murder to be able to get this strong because luther gets buff and and jacked before he ever even kills anyone you know and so i think that's like but it takes him killing someone to like truly like awaken that next level of power because we see them get the red eyes and i think that's exactly meant to be like the super saiyan almost version of it where it's like that next level of strength you get because you're like you've gone blood yeah i've gone primal yeah no i mean that's that's true and so i think he just basically we see him talk throughout the series about how he spent the last five and then 10 years like figuring out these powers and how to like manipulate them and i think a big part of it is learning how to like use that level of strength without having to like lose who he is within it you know he's learned to like use the power and not have the power use him kind of thing and uh i think that all comes from the fact that he was probably like the nerdiest like empathic person getting this power you know he doesn't he didn't start from a place that a lot of these other characters we see with it probably started from which is like crazy or murderous lifestyles where he started off as someone who is being bullied you know someone who you know it's like it's like a swan situation he's like the ugly duckling you know where he started off as the one at the bottom so when you get all the power you are humble you know kind of yeah so that's a good call i mean it does take him 12 issues to get there to figure that out yeah. but it would you know yeah. especially wielding the strength of a god you yeah know? <laughs> but the book opens with destroyed people it's a bunch of hoods a bunch of hoodlums they're all mangled and destroyed in an apartment and he's standing there with his bandage mask it foreshadowing which is like i don't know if they thought of that first the bandage mask first or the idea of be these people being bonded mm-hmm. first um, or binded. As Bound. We, yeah. <laughs> um, but regardless, he's standing there and we see him excruting or pushing out the bullets just using the sinews of his muscle, yeah. just kind of like wiggling them out of his body. <laughs> what a talent. <laughs> yeah. There, bullets don't mean anything to any of these people that know the Hercules. Unless method. it's like 600,000 bullets a minute, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has to obliterate them to where they can't command any muscle to then heal, I yeah. guess. That's the other thing. The healing factor is never really described, um, but it is... It's Wolverine-esque in yeah, the sense it's, that it's instantaneous. Yeah, and... it's apparent that there must be a healing factor. or Because like, that's the other idea. Like Maybe they have to mentally signal that power they have to concentrate to heal mm-hmm. so that's why at least injuring each other is a way to like slow each other down because yeah. then you have to like take that energy and focus it towards healing those parts because we see even see him slash jack you know the ripper mm. we see him slashes achilles tendons at one point and it doesn't really stop him so it yeah. just make him turn around and be like damn it yeah <laughs> i'm stopped for now i have to think about my ankles i'm pretty sure then he just like stomps him into the ground with one of his feet and it's like so he obviously fixed it pretty quick <laughs> um yeah so the the librarian is the main antagonist of this first book mm-hmm. we see kane he's bound 
in he's some spitting weird, out teeth or something. Some weird temple. Yeah, he's shooting teeth out of his mouth for fun. Which maybe can you concentrate and grow your teeth back? Who knows? I guess maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but we see that there's other people bound with him, and they're like the council of they. They're never called this, but in my mind, they're the council of I don't know the Hercules bondage. Method. <laughs> yeah, council of BDSM. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people are really into some bondage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, where am I going with this? Basically, yeah, we don't see the librarian yet, but we see that anyone that Luther kind of interacts with on his vigilante shit is dying or people that are fucking with him are dying. Like there's the part where he stops the gas station robbery or there's the bully named, uh, Paul Jacobson or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And these people and their families are being fucking slaughtered slaughtered by the librarian just because I guess he's trying to get his attention. Is that the idea, do you think? I think it's maybe just yeah, to get him like amped up or yeah, uh, show that there's like consequences to the power. I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard to. Sh- mm, that's or, maybe an idea or, where it's like, hey, you're not finishing the job. Pal. Yeah, exactly. Being like, these are the people you should be killing in these situations. And so exactly. It's like having a baby and be like, oh, you didn't you didn't you didn't do it just right here. Let yeah. me finish up for you. And like, yeah, like chops up the bad people. You know, do you think the origin of the librarian is just that he stumbled upon this book? At, by being a librarian reads it understands it and then it changes his whole way of life see i wanted to believe like because we also get the binder obviously mm-hmm. later on i wanted to believe those are like positions they've been like given, anointed yeah into the in this like cult world that obviously exists within these people mm-hmm. because i saw ex- how you described it i saw the librarian as the one in charge of exactly like dispensing the books you know right. it's his job to find yeah the, but he also looks like apostles a fucking and disciples, like yeah. 90s 1920s librarian <laughs> so. <laughs> it's so true <laughs> i just want to believe he's like a because of the way he acts and talks he's very uh yeah like, but it has to have that's my hypothesis vain. is that since the 20s he's just been full in on this whole cult. And so it's just changed his whole personality as to where before he was just a, a man that liked books. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to believe that he would have maybe been like a nicer guy too <laughs> if he had that kind of backstory, but it's true. He's been in it so long and it's kind of like Luther's whole point that we get where it's like, it doesn't have to be this way that it's just like, once you drink the juice, you know, you're drinking the punch, you, yeah. you kind of forget anything else, but the world you've been fed it into, you know? Yeah. But this whole first six issues are pretty much. I'm gonna try and finish the first six yeah. issues in this first. I think we're doing a good job. We have we have thirty minute block. We have yeah. You know, we also get interest to uh, Petra, which is yeah. pretty quick and easy. It's always great when they just have a love interest that's just already there. You know, no yeah. no work needed. She's yeah. interested. He's interested. Let's get to work. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's only just ever been have him having to talk to her that spurred her interest, <laughs> which is magic, <laughs> comic books. <Yeah>. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so the librarian he ends up going at at Luther, and he threatens Luther. They they have badass fights. First of all, mm-hmm. dude, the action of these books is incredible. I think that was like what they knew how to do better than anything, and yeah. what they were just trying to get to when they were writing this. They're like, we need a story, but we wanted right the, the yeah. draw the action. <laughs> yeah, um, and so he threatens Luther, and he's like, you got to go. S- I'm I'm going after her, mm-hmm. and so he anticipates his mother. You know that because that's what it's all been kind of about. He's been protecting his mother mm-hmm. from the idea of the abusive father coming back. Um, and even the librarian like tries to like go Luther by like displaying his father and being like, "Here he is. We're in his apartment. 
kill him. Honestly, and, that whole part was nuts. Yeah. You know? And he's like, yeah, here's daddy. Fucking destroy his ass. And he's like, no, I'm going to be a good boy. And he's like, oh, okay. Just like yeah. fucking, des- <laughs> fucking destroys his entire fucking head. They're, they're very unforgiving in the way they fucking kill people in yeah. this book sometimes. It's not even in like dramatic ways. It's just like in brutal and horrible, horrible ways. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the librarian goes after Petra, mm-hmm. his love interest, which I think I liked the way Petra was displayed in the first book more than the sequel Latter books. halves, yeah. Because it seems like Petra not only had to be the love interest in the later halves, but also had to take on Pete's whole role, mm-hmm. which is being like the ADD, quirky, sidekick. Yeah. I agree, absolutely. Because, yeah, her she didn't nearly have like the charisma that we obviously see in the latter half, but maybe mm-hmm. that's just from the same reasons of like, trauma trauma and it's like how she's coping with the entire situation (laughs) of having to become like a gun nut uh, with her superhero boyfriend (laughs) yeah but like yeah in those later books i would i would uh if i were a doctor i would diagnose her with horny add obamna (laughs) i'd I'd diagnose her with obamna (laughs) (laughs) she's got a bad case of obamna (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) But so, yeah, Luther goes to try and save his mom. They're fine. Pete's there. He's like trying to display like, hey, Luther's okay. Everything's yeah, okay. Because you know? the mom's pissed because she found out he's, he's a superhero or something. <laughs> yeah, he's a vigilante, a super vet vigilante. And so he's like, oh, fuck, he meant Petra. And so he goes and tries to save Petra. And when he gets there, her dad's there who beats Petra, setting up, you know, more trauma and more things for these characters to go on with mm-hmm. um and so he beats the shit out of her dad and then he goes after petra which is being held by the hoods that i mentioned earlier and so this is when we finally catch up to what we were just displayed at the very beginning of the book where luther has to save petra and he does it by slaughtering these men fucking slaughtering them, ripping their faces off and shit <laughs> he rips off a guy's arm and then shoves it down another guy's mouth, and then the fingers come out of his fucking throat. <laughs> God damn it. Dude, this this comic's definitely for anybody who likes your, like The Boys or Invincible yeah. or like yeah. any of those kind of violent comics, which I feel like all kind of came around this time frame. Obviously, no, Invincible this was being ten, earlier. This was 10 years after. After the, either of those? Yes, because The Boys was 90... Oh, so The Boys was even first. I think it was actually 2000s-ish, okay. which is also when... Invincible is coming out. So, yeah. I, I feel like those had to have obviously inspired this wildly, but, you know, it's like yeah. one of those things where you take your inspiration and build on it in your own unique way, you know? Yeah. But it it definitely gives you that fix in the fact that we the, the artist chose to give always the, the blood that's like vibrance to it. So it's like anytime there's blood splatter, it's abundant and it's yeah. like it's like they've drank it and like dipped their hands in pools of yeah. it. They're just covered in it constantly. It changes the color uh, of their clothes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just fucking bright vibrant red all the time and so I really liked that contrast because it really created something unique in this book that I hadn't felt like I'd ever really seen no matter the level of violence I'd gotten to experience you know so consistently. Yeah. Good call. The blood is its own character. Um, let's take a quick break and then when we come back Why'd you do that? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish talking about uh, Luther Strode. Monster Slam coming this weekend to the Shit Dome. Come to the Monster Slam to check out all your favorite monster trucks. 
like the carnivore, lunch money, bad grandma, laser eye surgery, and tetanus. Hey y'all, it's me, Derek Scrotum, driver of tetanus. I just want to say, y'all better come down to Monster Slam this weekend or I'm going to go to your house and smash it. You can get your Monster Slam tickets at Walmart. Okay, and we're back. Are you going to Monster Slam? This weekend? Yeah, tetanus fucking crushed my house. I can't go. (laughs) What? He Why ran not? it over. They ran it over. You gotta go. You gotta. I have to go. He yeah. destroyed my home. <laughs> you gotta go, dude. <laughs> if he broke your home, you gotta go. I guess that's the fact. Where am I gonna? Where's my home? It's the shit dome it's now. It's the shit dome now. <laughs> they just built that thing. It's nice. It's pretty nice. Awesome. I heard that other, there's a couple of other monster trucks that are gonna be there, like Piss Jar <laughs> and Sticky Lips. Oh, dude. And Dog Juice. So. Uh, dog Juice was my favorite when I was growing up. Yeah, I mean he's a little slow now, but yeah, yeah. he's he's definitely aged out a little bit. Yeah, and it's probably like his retiring run. I have to believe, you know. You know, I think they just tape his body. I think he died. I think they just <laughs> taped his body up in the. It's just all dog juice. Now. <laughs> I think they just taped him to the steering wheel. Put a brick on, <laughs> on the on the gas pedal. Is that Nate driver's name? Is like Wayne Slammer or something? <laughs> oh, sl- Junior. Oh, Wayne Slammer Junior. Uh, Luther Schrode. Um, the he's librarian. Going, he's going to Monster Slam. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Once uh, the library. <laughs> um, <laughs> Once the librarian fucking uh, fucks up fucking Pete Holmes. Oh yeah. So yeah. There, here's the thing. Petra sees all the slaughtered guys, and it kind of traumatizes her, <clears throat> which it would, understandably. Um, and then from there on out, the librarian goes to where to to go to Luther House. To fuck with his mom and Pete. Double dips, man. Yeah. And this is where it's like Pete couldn't be the weasel. He couldn't just like cower in the corner and just let the librarian take Strode's mom. As you see on on the board, I named her Mom Strode because we never get her (laughs) her fucking fucking name. name. Um, Mama Strode. Mama Strode. And so the librarian is like, Yo, homie, you keep fucking with me. I'll make a display out of you. And so at first he throws a knife at at Pete and mm-hmm. it cuts off all his fingers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn it, that yeah. really sucks. I was I was thinking as I was reading this, I was like, Pete's gonna resent Luther for losing yeah, all of his hand. fingers, yeah. you know? But it's even worse than that. And so uh the librarian comes in close and and Pete uses the knife. And tries to, or he, he actually does stab right through the librarian's throat, and that doesn't matter. Librarian crucifies him with knives on the cu- the cupboards in the kitchen, strung out, and his crotch is red. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's maybe just blood splatter. I don't know. Or maybe he got cut. You, you don't know. I Anything? think he probably either did some shit, uh, castrated him, or kick him real hard i don't know regardless the librarian kills pete and it's kind of like the big first like holy shit like this this book's gonna be this unforgiving you know it's gonna give us characters and it's gonna take them away from us too you know yeah and pete's 
Pete's like barely hanging on by a thread by the time Luther comes back and he tells him like, Hey, the librarian took your mom or, you know, he doesn't say it as spirited as I just did. He's kind of mumbling. Um, but he dies and Luther doesn't forgive himself. And so he goes after the librarian and he's full red eye mode and they're fighting in some fucking warehouse. Oh, it's the warehouse on the docks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Pete blatantly says it. He's like "Mm, docks. Um, and so Luther fights the librarian in the docks and then the lo- the librarian dodges right at the right moment while Luther's thrown, I don't know, a cobra chop. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is that punch even where yeah. it's like all straight fingers? Yeah. yeah. And all of those fingers go right into his mom's throat. The librarian dodges right at the right time to where Luther strikes his own mom, killing her. And this book's like, okay, you're really going to be this unforgiving yeah. about how you're going to take away characters from this this character, you know, or people from this character's life. So, as of reading this and recording this episode, we've only read like 24-ish, 25-ish issues of Invincible. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine this is the kind of shit that Invincible does, too. Gets to that point. Yeah, but Invincible has a much longer run, so they can ramp up to that, as to where Luther Strode's only... I think this is the only That's 18 it. issues we're ever going to get. So obviously we're going to have to be a little bit more throttle about this, you know, and go Charlie's angels full throttle on it. And so, um, she die. And so Luther, how does Luther kill the librarian? Do you remember? It, I mean, it's a quite an epic battle even after that, but I mm-hmm. think he ends up breaking his spine doesn't he he like snaps him backwards oh he like rips it out of him uh, is what it is yeah. he like ends up getting behind him and like ripping his entire spine he basically predators him <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is that he like grabs his spine and just rips the whole thing out from the back of him until it's skull and spine just like hanging around in his hands yeah what else did we see that in where someone turned that into a weapon it was like a uh, wonder woman wonder woman she used kal-el's has spine and skull as a mace dude spoilers I, for dead earth <laughs> dude i fucking loved that shit so much <laughs> that was badass that was badass <laughs> dude i remember reading that in that book and being like that's fucking badass and it makes more sense because obviously it's fucking kryptonian bone yeah. so obviously it's gonna be like the ultimate weapon yeah <laughs> holy shit if only luther strode had that right i know yeah um yeah so that's the end of the first series and it just ends like that yeah really it's just pretty pretty abrupt in the fact that the fight ends and then that series is over so i feel like if i would have read this and just having that first volume out of been our trade i'd have been like what the fuck yeah for sure (laughs) yeah i'm glad that we read it the way we the way we did yeah Yeah. where we got more of it next up is the legend of luther strode uh sorry fucking love Uh it dare i say the coolest of the three fucking Covers? Covers. I just like that it's like this crazy, just brutal version, because that's what we get coming into this, is mm-hmm. the exactly the version of him that's still trying to figure it out and has basically been running around like the world's most intense Hulk-Punisher combo, you know, just like yeah. slaughtering all the bad guys he can fucking possibly Yeah, find. so who do you think the bad guys are? Who, who, who He hangs all these, these IDs. So, yeah, he yeah. goes like full conspiracy mode. Mm-hmm. He's hanging all these up IDs up on his wall. Who are these men? Are these traffickers? Are these links to the li- librarian, like to Kane? Like I think it's all of the above. You think so? No, I think it's like drug trafficking, probably people trafficking, just any. I kind think of- it's more so criminals. Yeah, more than him because he doesn't care about Kane yet. 
He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. here to kill bad guys. Bad guys. And so I think it's a trophy wall then, right? Because yeah. it's not like there's no strings between each of these. It's just his kill. It's just his kill count. You yeah. Know? Uh, but anyway, yeah. So this book opens up, and we get introduced to Mikey Hill and Duvall, who I thought were going to be much more relevant integral <laughs> to this fucking book. But it turns out, so there's these guys. I guess they're, I don't know, gangsters in Phoenix or wherever the fuck this takes place. It's the desert, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> Yeah, this is just suddenly we're in a completely different environment. And I think that has to do with what you kind of described, which is that this book just didn't have, they obviously had a very set amount of time or like issues that they were being given. Yeah, And so they had just to like, there's so much that they could give us and so much time they had in each panel, like explain shit. And I I feel like it wanted to be more visual and visceral than dialogue, you know, they they didn't want to have to have these big boxes being like, and now we're in Phoenix, Arizona to, you know, deal with this. And and there's gangsters doing this. And this is why this is happening. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all (laughs) self-explanatory, but then it all gets turned on its head in a perplexing way, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. which is both the binder and Petra used these gangsters to get at Luther Strode. Yeah, I guess that's the reality. Because that's even what they say to each other. And I think she is like a double agent in the fact that she's just trying to get to him herself. And so she's using any means she can to locate him. Right. I understand all that. Well, that was something that for me was like a big plot twist where I was like, I guess she's the one. Like, even what you described with Pete losing his fingers, I was like, she's the one who's grown resentment for the things she's been put through. Uh, And I... I fell into that. You know what I mean? I was like, that tracks. Yeah, I agree. Like, she would fucking hate him now, you know? I guess I'm still just so confused if, like, the whole idea... Because now we see that there's the binder. Yeah. Why not just fucking do that? Why introduce all these characters? Why not just have the binder show up to these gangsters, be like, you guys don't know what you're fucking dealing with, and then kill them, and then fight Luther himself, and then also he's like expressing like oh no i don't want to kill luther i want to save him and it's like none of this is telegraphed right yeah. in my opinion it's just all this shit just kind of starts happening and it's all for the cool plot twist that like he's fighting the jack the ripper by the end of this book and it's just like yeah it's fun it's cool i guess and it <laughs> looks cool but none of this fucking means or makes any sense like and why is he like in a cupboard where everybody else has to like live in like a very specific place jack's just like put in a cabinet somewhere just to, i think like, that's how they transport them <laughs> <laughs> i guess that makes sense but you're right i feel like the second volume was definitely the weakest mm-hmm. link out of the three I, and i don't even think it was that weak because no. we see character development mm-hmm. we see petra and luther having to work together we see both the writer and the artist multiply their talents yeah. in dialogue and art. Absolutely. So this book, this, the second series is not a waste. It's just they had like 40 ideas and they still tried to make them all work. Yeah. When, in my opinion, it, it doesn't. Yeah. And especially if they were just going to kill off Mikey Hill and Duval the way they did. Why exactly? Why even yeah. have them as characters just for the shock and awe of them being killed? You and know? I guess the twist that Binder's not really some weird old man. And yeah. instead he's also a Hercules method kind which of i kind of figured out when he looked just vastly different than anybody else that was around i was like this guy doesn't fit anywhere yeah. so he's got to be something greater than he's pretending to be yeah and they did a pretty good job at like making him seem like doofy because mm-hmm. like his eyes would go like different directions whenever he was talking to mikey and stuff like that and then he was like the sniper uh like across the building 
But then, like, whenever he does, like, jump in and fight, that's when he reveals, like, hey, I'm... I'm a I'm, tough boy, too. I'm strong like you, Luther. <laughs> it's just, this book, this issue, these issues mm-hmm. are all about the action and the cool reveals, in quotes, cool. They're, they're cool, but they're revealed wrong, yeah. in my opinion. And the fact that Petra and Luther have to work together yeah that they're they regrow their bond and while luther also grows into the realization that murder is wrong basically because that's where we can really land with him by the end of it is he gets to that realization of like i don't want to be this fucking crazy dude that's like flipping around and doing all this crazy shit because jack the ripper style of fighting was nuts you know yeah i wouldn't think any of these people would use weapons to fight with you think they it would all be about physical power you know so i was surprised to see there was different interpretations in that way was you know obviously we even had like we get a samurai even mm-hmm. who obviously has put it into the masterization of the sword but i guess it's just all muscle it's like yeah. how you've mastered your muscles in like perfect ways you know I, yeah i mean i think it's pretty cool mm-hmm. that they all use different instruments um but regardless yeah binder is he mummifies these guys i guess they need him so they're not out there revealing their secret by mm-hmm. just constantly killing people is the idea of Kane's whole organization and needing Binder. Um, Binder being the old man that we were talking about just a few minutes ago. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's its a cool, it's all a bunch of cool ideas. I think even if you look at like all the men that were strung up in the cave, mm-hmm. there was five of them, I think. And then by the time we get there at the end of the third series, there's only four of them. And so Jack had to have been one of them. I guess that's true. And that's true. how Binder kept him secret was that he kept him in the box. <laughs> kind of like uh, fucking demon. What is it? Uh, oh, Demon Slayer. Demon yeah. Slayer. His <laughs> little Nezuko. Yeah. yeah. Hide in the box. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, regardless. I was regardless. I was kind of bummed about Mikey Hill and Duvall because mm-hmm. they obviously had a rift against each other. Where Duvall was like, your father ran this organization. It's like if Alfred hated Bruce, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I really wanted something there. And it just kind of was like um, like a a gateway for the thing that they really wanted to do mm-hmm. to be supplanted into this book. And so I was a little bummed by that. Especially because like, I wanted Mikey Hill to do something cool or crazy yeah. but instead he just gets crucified like fucking Pete, Pete. Did and cut in half too so yeah. just double down on the shock of the crucifixion uh, and then Duval just is like well they killed Mikey so now I want revenge and it's like you hated him <laughs> the last two issues where did this happen <laughs> I guess it's just honor because loyalty his dad yeah. so much yeah I don't know it's kind of weird <clears throat> but yeah but then we get to what the legacy Yes. Luther Strode. Just real quick. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is where Petra shows that she loves guns. Oh, true. And sorry, so sorry. she wants to shoot guns and she's not good at it. I want to talk about Jack the Ripper a little yeah. bit more too because he also, he gets loose because Binder is killed. Right? Binder is killed. He yeah. Has to have been killed. I think Binder is the one who gets his back like oh, snapped in okay. a way that like, I guess he just can't recover from or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of violent deaths to a lot of people in these books. <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah, Jack the Ripper gets away and so he goes to the nearest mall where he has slaughtered oh, everyone. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. See, there's so much violence in these books. Yeah, and so Petra and Luther get there, and Petra throws up again, and she's like, it's, you know, it's like fucking PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luther can hear the heartbeats of some survivors. Uh, they've survived, and they're hiding away in, like, 
bathrooms and shit like that. And so that's what happens here is Petra basically has to evacuate those people while Luther takes care of, of Jack the Ripper. And there's a lot of cool fighting. And I think that you had mentioned earlier that's when Luther like cuts his Achilles tendons. Mm-hmm. He cuts Jack the Ripper's Achilles tendons. Yeah. And I think it does slow him just enough to where then Petra, I think, gets the kill shot, right? Or no. Let's see. Luther stat uh, he Luther push punches all the way through Jack. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Jack flips around like Valdo style. <laughs> For and real. Which he's basically doing neck. the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Which the the cover where Jack the Ripper is on it looks fucking intense. Dude. It I, looks so dope. I like that they use that different kind of art style for him a lot of the times yeah. where it's like that much more heavily, you know, pencil, yeah, sketch kind of style where he's etched. like something that d- like is, doesn't like exist. Defying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, natural You just existence. can't even keep up with him. Your eyes just can't even comprehend the fucking monster that he is. Sorry, I'm just trying to find how exactly this idiot dies. Yeah. Because I am genuinely curious. Oh, that's what it fucking is. Yeah, it's the fucking chainsaw. That's he gets right. the Petra, chainsaw death. Petra shoves a chainsaw through him. So it's uh, Evil Dead, yeah? Yeah. Um. So let's hypothesize how these fuckers can die. It's their nervous system. Yeah, it's. I, I kind of almost thought it's like extra zombie rules. You have to like destroy the brain. Like the brain has to be like mush, you know, and then yeah. and then they can't, they don't have the nervous system to like rebuild the rebuild. body. Yeah. Because it's all mental uh, fortitution, in that's, my opinion. That's what the whole concept of the book is, too, yeah. you know, like you get the muscles from a level of like mental, like, yeah, you have uh, to, it's discipline. like limitless. Yeah. You have to unlock that side of your brain that understands how to control those muscles that way. Precisely. Um, yeah. So then I don't know. It doesn't matter. Because the book just keeps going anyway. Exactly. It's going to keep on hustling. <laughs> um, and so we see at the end of this issue or this series that the police have arrived. Oh, true. And so the next series, the legacy of Luther Strode, picks up right afterwards. Mm-hmm. It says five years ago. And we see how they escape from the police. And then we see them current day and they're hiding away in the forest somewhere. And they and Petra looks completely different. <laughs> yeah, Petra, and she's a better shot now. Yes, yeah. So she must have spent the last five years training. Training. Yeah. Um. And Luther is a nice, clean boy. He yes. has Some beautiful He's white rep- garbs. He's got yeah. a nice ponytail now. Yeah. <laughs> and this is once again where the writing and the art have multiplied mm-hmm. tenfold. Mm-hmm. And this this is where I think my favorite shit is in the last that final group and i agree i definitely really like as much as like i kind of just said that i felt like the middle half was like the weakest or the middle part was kind of the weakest link out of the three i still feel like as i was enjoying this book it it was a i was growing with it you know i was finding more and more i liked about it and the more it detached itself from things like invincible and the boys the more i was able to like make it it's mm-hmm. put it in its own little corner and pocket and learn to love it for what it, it was you mm-hmm. know uniquely yeah the the first series is very much invincible or mm-hmm. the intro of invincible and the intro of ultimate spider-man and then the second series is very much just like balls to the wall let's go do the craziest shit that we can and then the third series is like how could we possibly tie up this story mm-hmm. in the best way that we can and that is where Luther has basically experienced his arc 
and is like, I'm going to try and clean up the mess that this Hercules method and Cain and murder and all this shit has caused and wreaked across the world. And so he, he finds a newspaper or whatever, and it says that there's like a murder spree or mm-hmm. something like that. And so he's like, I have to go back out there. That's them. I, I yeah. have to do it again. Um, and then that's when we get introduced to fucking Delilah, mm-hmm. who is also trained in the Mercule- Hercules. Mer- Mercules, Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we see her whole history and stuff like that. I think the book even intros with her history with Samson and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is very cool. Um, and basically she was like, do you think she loved Samson and just didn't want to admit it and just allowed himself Samson to be killed? Or what What? What was the deal with all of her history? I think that is probably a big part of it. It's like one of those things like she probably did genuinely love Samson, but it's it's drinking the punch, man. It's like he was a love of her life, but then boss man's like, nope, he's got to go. You know, yeah, so, so it's she like, takes her orders from Kane. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just one of those things. It was like a having to follow the rules, you know, yeah. Have, it's something that had to be done is what she was basically being fed, you know. And so. I don't even think she kills Samson herself. The mm-hmm. people bar him to the fucking columns and then they kill him. Maybe crush him or rip him apart or yeah, whatever. Whatever. You know? Yeah. Give him that bloody old murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're introduced to her and she's basically like, hey, Luther, I got a mission for you. Yeah. And this is what we need to do. And so Luther and Petra go along with Delilah. And it seems like Delilah has given up her life of being ordered around by Cain and mm-hmm. now she wants to kill Cain or at least that's what she's portraying to Luther and Petra because it's then turned like later that like oh no it's just a lure to get you guys here mm-hmm. but then we along the way meet other people who have learned the ways of Cain but have also abandoned his fellowship or yeah. his fellowship or whatever um we get the russian guy yeah we get nikolai who's referred to as the gardener and we get when we land and we see him in in Russia, his garden is skulls, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only snow on top. And um, did you translate any of his Russian? No, I, I did. didn't either. Yeah, I didn't take the time to translate any of the Russian. I was genuinely curious, and it's one of those languages that the 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 even the letters are so different. There's no even trying to guess your way through it. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I didn't know if you like helped Google Translate to the no, book. Or I didn't. <laughs> so I am very curious the conversation that maybe even happened. But I'm assuming it was just a whole lot of like get off my land, like yeah. you know. And obviously they got the information of where I don't know what the so. <laughs> This is another thing that the book kind of just implies and, and doesn't tell you. I had to find out his name is the shooter. Oh, okay. I had to find that out through uh, a, a solicitation oh, of really? it. Really? Yeah. I, I went and looked up this issue and I was like, is this guy's name anywhere? They never mention it. They never say it in the issue. It's only in the solicitation to sell it to comic retailers that, hey, this is the one where he fights the the shooter. is basically just like Luther goes up the, against the shooter in this epic issue of Luth, the legacy of Luther wow. Schrode or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, fuck, why don't you put that in the book, dude? The, the whoopsie of Luther Schrode, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically Nikolai is like, I don't know where Kane is. Go find the shooter. Yeah. And so, but we get this badass fight between Luther and and Nikolai Nikolai and we even get you know Delilah in there a little bit she's fighting too 
But like, there's a part where Luther like punches all the way through Nikolai, and he's this huge fucking dude, and he rips out his heart, and Nikolai doesn't give a fucking shit. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> like, why would this fucking guy die? <laughs> and I couldn't even tell you how they kill him. They don't. They don't. No. They just leave him. Yes. Oh, okay. That's good. Yes. So both of these people, the gardener and the shooter, and I have to anticipate that there was meant to be maybe more. Mm-hmm. It's just they, they were like, I don't know. Let's just keep it at where it is. Maybe Musashi, who we see later, was supposed to be another one that we see. Regardless, um, I think the whole idea was that we were supposed to see different ways that these people use the the method. Yeah. You know? Um Regardless, they leave Russia to go to Tokyo, which is where the shooter is. Shoot boy, yeah. And this homeboy is just Django Unchained. <laughs> Django Unchained in Tokyo, I guess. Yeah, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I think it looks dope, and he looks cool, and he's fucking cool. But it's just Django Unchained. Or Wanted, too. You know, somewhere in there with the ricochet oh, yeah, or the bouncing true. bullet. I think they curve bullets. I don't know. Yeah, in Wanted, they, <laughs> yeah, in Wanted, they curve bullets. Uh, but yeah, he, he's like a master of ricochet. There's So they go to Tokyo. We see that there's, I don't know, Yakuza buying. Master of ricochet sounds cooler than the shooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see that there's the Yakuza purchasing little girls mm-hmm. from other bikers yeah Yeah, they have like cool horns on their helmets and shit like that oh that's right (laughs) and um the shooter confronts them and kills them except for a couple of them and luther's like hey you don't have to kill him and he's like ah fuck yeah i gotta kill him and so that's when we see the ricochet (laughs) and he kills both of them but across the street in, in at the top of a building or on the fire escape of a building um that's where we have petra and delilah and petra has a sniper aimed on the shooter and this is like one of my favorite there's, parts there's a shooter on the shooter you know yeah <laughs> and so she takes her shot and so does the shooter and the bullet goes through petra's bullet destroying it in tradmore does an impeccable job displaying all this now and, we know where james gunn got it for uh, suicide squad <laughs> <you know? laughs> um and so the bullet goes through that bullet and into petra's gun and delilah at the last second yanks her away from the gun as the fucking gun just explodes disperses and dude the way it's drawn it's fucking impeccable we're like jumping all over the trap it's trad more right his art but honestly it is what makes this book like stand in on its own two feet in a way of like being so unique and the fact that the action is some of the Easily the best I've ever seen yeah, in comic manga books. Yeah, manga or indie or big two alike. Right. This is the best shit. I've ever seen put on paper, honestly. And exactly, some of it is so uniquely done in the way that he wanted to show things like coming apart or even the violence of the way a body can be ripped apart yeah. in such different ways that I was genuinely like blown away at times where I looked at those pages exactly of the gun, the, the bullet piercing the other one and then her gun coming apart for a while i sat yeah. there and looked at those pa- panels because they looked so fucking cool and out of place in a way where it was like where did this come from yeah. you know where like these action sequences look so nuts you know yeah. but i fucking ate that shit up so fucking much we forgot to mention there's a um a very uh matrix-esque fight at the very beginning or in the first issue of this mm-hmm. book where Luther is fighting those two kids that are like in like fucking school uniforms. They're not kids. Oh yeah, they're huge. It's the two he confronts when they leave the forest when he's like, "We have to go fight." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and so he goes and fights those two 
there's two people and that shit is fucking sick well, because he dodges right at the last second and Petra takes her shot shattering that guy's fucking head. And that's why I love that kind of encounter as the introduction to these books because we get how sad Luther is to have to be killing them. You know, yeah. he tries so hard to be like, look, we don't have to be like this. Please, can we get it? I liked that coming into this third trade or volume, mm-hmm. he was he's very much like Clark Kent in the fact that he's like, guys, we don't have to do this. I yeah. ha- and he has all this power. He's like, but I don't want to have to use it. He just has that level where he's like, but if I have to kill you, yeah. I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll do what has to be done. But he, you can genuinely see how much he doesn't want to. And I love how the emotion is drawn yeah. where I genuinely felt. I was like, damn, he does not. Like, he doesn't want to. He wants to be there, but he wants to be there to help them. I mean, you can see how much he no longer wants to fight. And so, yeah, when they blow a fucking ginormous hole through boy number one's head, I, I fucking ate that shit up on yeah. how quickly the violence just escalates between him and the other fucking girl that were there. Yeah, and it, and that fight is fucking dope because it goes on from they're they're driving across the highway and there's vehicles involved and she's like kicking through people's heads and shit <laughs> and just unbelievable shit and this is where Tradmore is really displaying his new idea of how these people are going to warp reality Mm -hmm, like this kind of panel bending shit yeah yeah and there's parts where they're like slamming into the ground and the ground is rippling from it and the you can tell that these are moments in time that Tradmore has decided to pick Mm -hmm. to display rather than the shatter we're seeing the second the millisecond before the sh- the cobblestones shatter where it's like more of a water effect <laughs> where everything everything's still getting ready to explode exactly. out of place <laughs> it's like if you do a slow-mo of like a someone hitting a snare drum you see the the fucking head of the drum like bend ripple. in and stuff yeah, like it's ripple. a fucking water drop but we never see that to the perception of our eye and so that's the shit that tradmore is trying to encapsulate mm-hmm. when in he displays shots. the shit and it's mostly in this last six issues mm-hmm. that we really get to see all for that. sure because there's a lot of where they're getting like punched across the room and they'll hit the ground and the yeah. ground behind them exactly is like bubbled up like it's fucking water and then it, or it's just and, like carpet being yeah. pushed up behind them but you know it's like fucking stone and yeah. bricks and then the destruction will just be there later you know? yeah it's so fucking good dude i love it it's so good dude and, and that's what made this so easy for us to read even though it was 18 whole issues is that a lot of the book is this action and it just it you absorb it so quickly and but in a great way where you're like you're like fuck i want like you're what you're you're moving through it like the action yeah at the pace of the action and that's what's so badass with it and i fucking loved it so much and you're either like burning through it or stopping to really admire just how amazing some of the shots are like with jack jack the ripper where we see him throwing like 40 yeah. you know blows all at once all around luther and just the way it's all designed just looks incredible yeah fucking tread more yeah dude dude fuck yeah dude. give it up give it you get, a wa- you get a watchy. <laughs> you get a mid-season watchy for this one, buddy. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Great job. Great job. Great job. Um, yeah, and so... Delilah takes him to the desert or some shit. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the whole shooter encounter is fucking sick because then they fight through the building and there's this part where Luther, like, zooms through the stairs. Oh, yeah. And, like... There's a perfect hole that he left behind in the stuff, stairs. Stuff like that really made me think of like Matt Fraction's Hawkeye at mm. times, where it would have like that the display. Kind of, of, yeah, the way the display of that kind of action and where the we panel building. we'd get to see. You know, it's we see them in all the positions yeah. of the motion. You know, in times like that, and I really appreciated that that we had that kind of action too, mixed in with like this crazy Matrix esque action. That's just it. It's like 
three different styles of drawing and and, and action scenes. Or just displaying the idea. Yeah, yeah. all put together. You yeah. know, it's like they wanted all the ideas and they managed to perfectly meld them into this story. You yeah. know, it never feels jarring or out of place when the action, the way it's being portrayed looks different. Even when we see it from their portrayal, which is like where they can like, I guess, see the moves that they're about to do in mm-hmm. advance. And so we'll see like all the different ghost versions of the person before they're about to attack each other. Even that was so fucking cool, you know? Yeah. So Tradmore's art style reminds me of John Romita Jr.'s a lot, where it's very, there's there's this kind of blockiness mm-hmm. to it. You know what I mean? Except for where John Romita draws box square humans every action that he does is very posed Mm -hmm. trads is like liquid you know what i mean it's like butter (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like i was saying it's those frames those milliseconds Mm -hmm. where the leg is a fucking c instead of like an l you know what i mean definitely Uh, i'm talking about letters yeah (laughs) (laughs) Like an ocean instead of a, I don't know, land. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so then, yeah, uh, the shooters, he only tells Luther's, Luther where Cain is. Oh, he whispers it to him. That's right. And then he jumps out the fucking window. After they both, both Luther and fucking the shooter have been shot in the knees. Dude, there's that one scene where he, (laughs) Luther collects the bullets that the shooter has has shot him with and he understands that those bullets are unbreakable compared to other bullets. Yeah. They're obviously tough enough to hit them, hurt them. So he uses those bullets to ricochet the shooter's bullets, knock the guns out of his hands and stop him momentarily by busting out his kneecaps. And he does all that. And the response is clever. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, that's more than clever. Okay. That was ingenious. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And so I have to imagine that, like, whenever they're getting shot in the knees, which is, like, I think the worst place to get shot, Mm -hmm. because you don't die from that. It just is super painful. It just ruins your legs forever, basically. I think to them, it's just like, oh, I'm out for a minute. Time out for one minute, please. (laughs) I need 60. Great. You gave me a slight limp. 60 (laughs) seconds, please. (laughs) But, yeah, the shooter's like, don't thank me. And he fucking throws bullets like they're fireworks. And they explode, like, slamming into shit, and he jumps out the building, yeah. He's like, fuck y'all. See, I don't know why I was under the impression that... I just assumed everybody died in this book, so I feel like I remembered him and the gardener dying. So I was surprised... Like, I'm really surprised that the gardener, they left alive. There's there's a moment at the... Towards the end of the book where Delilah's like... Or no, Petra's basically recounting, like, I figured Delilah out. She's working for Kane. Yeah. And she was hoping that either you... Or the mm-hmm. the gardener or the shooter would we'll have kill killed each, each other. But Luther's obviously not like he's like, I'm not killing nobody. He's like, I'm good boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Petra takes them. No, not Petra, goddammit. Luther takes them because he only knows the mm-hmm. place. But it's it's all for naught because he took them with him. That's <laughs> true. Sure, yeah. It's so not, why only give him the information yeah. when everybody was gonna go anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but call. they go to the Temple of Cain or whatever the fuck. And uh, yeah, that's when Petra like recounts the whole thing to. Yeah, well, we, del- oh, we, we get Delilah's, Delilah's whole backstory. little backstory finally where she's like, I had bad dad. Yeah. 
Which it seems like everybody fucking did in this book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's true. Dad, dad suck in yeah. the Luther Strode world, huh? For sure. <laughs> Name one good dad. You can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, uh, we get Delilah's backstory. She was sold. Or not sold, but basically. That's the thing about, like, finding out about history and, and like, women and mothers and wives is, like, that was a trading item. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you have a beautiful daughter that's worth four horses. Yeah. It's like, okay, fuck you. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's like, I'm at least worth six horses. Come on. That's fucking bullshit. In the last duel, I think there's some shit like that. It's land. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, you'll marry my daughter and I'll give you all my land? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> he wants your daughter. Why are you giving all your land off, too? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. For honor. You know, I guess it's for honor. You'll be like, uh, you'll make my name mean more if you marry my daughter. So uh, I'll give you sort of your daughter's getting my name yeah. if I marry your daughter. So it's my name that gets more. Still, but... Ooh, family bonds. No, yeah, but I, I definitely know what you mean. But... It's crazy. That's such a weird idea to me because it it doesn't equate enough for me. And it's like, how did we get there? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. How did we? How did we ever get there as a species where we were like? Those are things. Yeah. It's like, really? Because it looks just like you and speaks just like <laughs> you. So I'm pretty sure it's just like you. I know. It's, it's, uh, it's. Thank weird. God we live in the era we do. That's something that the shooter also kind of displays is mm-hmm. like that he was once a slave. Mm-hmm. So it, and once and again. And that's why he's left Kane's ideology because he's like, I'm, I will never be in chains again. And obviously that's... he's binding all of his fucking yeah. followers. So he's like, I'm not going to go fucking hang out with those assholes and just be tied up all the time. That's fucking sucks. I know. I agree. Yeah. Um, but that idea of, uh, basically Django and chain, mm-hmm. just plugging him into this story. I don't hate. I think that's some of the sickest shit in this book. And do you think the only reason him and the gardener are running around is because they were also too tough for the binder? Probably they were too tough for the binder. Yeah, for fucking they're shit. ones that he definitely just couldn't bind. So they, yeah. they're, he's just they're forced to let just be left out there in the world. You know? Yeah, he the shooter would know every time the binder had a gun on him. Exactly. He'd just shoot the gun every time. Oh, that's right. The binder. He, there's that part where he's like on fire and melting and shit. Remember? Anyway, I think Jack kills him. I think so too. Yeah, because he's like, I'm free now, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's like already blinded. Like they stabbed out both of his eyes, yeah, and Jack's that's like, right. I'm just gonna fucking finish you off, boy. And he like slices him up into a bunch of pieces or something. I think that's right. Um, yeah. So we get more of Delilah's backstory. That was her first kill. Was the man who married her mm-hmm. that she was sold off to? Practically, we get some penis. Oh yeah, we do get some penis. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, and so that's where she kind of adopts the whole method of mm-hmm. of being able to be as powerful as she is. Um, and then I guess she, I, I, I was kind of confused, like by why she would just choose that moment to like betray them. I guess you know well, because I mean? Petra has basically figured her out. Yeah, yeah, figured her out. She's like Luther. This bitch is lying. I'd just be like, no. <laughs> What are they going to do? Argue with her? I think there's a part of Luther that also knows. knows. He was yeah. like, I know we're walking into the trap, but also check me out. Yeah. I'm like super Thor. He's like, I beat up the Russian. No one can stop me. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like Luther has gotten his hand ass handed to him so many times for him to just uh, immediately rehand hit their asses to them. That is just like, he's got to have a little bit of, 
he's got to have a lot of confidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so Delilah goes ahead of them, goes into the Temple of Cain, and unleashes the other three that aren't Cain. We don't get two of their names, but yeah. one of them is Aztecian, mm-hmm. apparently, and the other one is maybe Zulu. Yeah. Zulu inspired, which they look dope. And then the third one is named, and he stays back, and his name is Musash, Mushash, Musashi. Musashi, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's a samurai. So we have automatically all these other cultures planted in here. And it sucks that they're the three that decide to be the most bad. Yeah. And that they're only at the end of the book, but they still look dope. Mm-hmm. And the fighting is still fucking sick. And it's cool to have the fighting with the different weapons and stuff yeah. all kind of incorporated in together. It's like really them finding their stride you know like yeah. this is like what they were trying to get to in the end game of all this so you feel it in the writing and the visuals that this is like the pinnacle of both of their talents you know yeah. like really shining in these these pages i want to paint this moment for anyone who has not read this book nor seen it it is the temple of cain is basically like the most it's like the generic like stage in a video game where it's just all white walls, all white panels. It's like a portal level. That's so true. the three antagonists in this page, besides Delilah, are in all white. The Aztecian guy, half of his body is like white, and he has white on his forehead. He looks sick, and he's bound from like the legs. Well, like each leg. They're also like mummified. Yeah, they kind of like the the mummy wraps is what the binding is. And so they're not truly bound, but they're, they're like badass mummies, and they're pure white. And so they look fucking sick. And Musashi is just back there in a white cloak with his two white Mm -hmm. katana. And he looks sick, too. Like, this part of the book, I was just goo-goo gaga. I was like, design-wise, this is the best shit I've seen. I agree. (laughs) It's just so fucking dope, dude. Um, But yeah, Luther fights them. It's pretty fun and cool to watch. Um, Petra's right outside. She has a minigun on the back of the van. This is all in the sand dunes. Yeah. And so Luther closes the doors on Petra. And Petra's like, I know the deal. And so she parks the car right in front of the doors. And there's a part where maybe someone gets punched through the doors. It's Delilah. Because Delilah finally chooses where she's like, you know what? Even though we've made it all the way to this part of my evil plan, Luther's right. I'm going (laughs) to choose this side. (laughs) And so one of the bad guys punches her through the wall, Mm -hmm. creating or the door, creating a perfect circle. It's the Aztecan guy, yeah. yeah. And so the Aztecan guy starts to climb through the hole. Because he can, like, smell Petra. I think yeah, he, what, that's is right. Because she, she's, she's yelling like, on the other side of yeah. the door. She's like, come get my very non-virgin blood. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, the Aztecan guy's like, sacrifice? <laughs> I could do a sacrifice? <laughs> little dumb, but yeah, it's fun. A little silly, and the hole's just not quite big enough for him to squeeze through, so he's having to kind of, like, wiggle the buns. Yeah. And so this is when Petra goes full tank girl and just obliterates him with the minigun. Literally leaving behind only sinew. Yeah, just just splatter. Yeah. And so that's that's one way to kill him as a mortal human, I guess. Because that's I mean, that's one of the I think that's the only time we see really a, a human kill a, a person one of these. kill one of them. Yeah, for sure. I wish we had a more definitive name for what they she were. also kills Jack the Ripper, but that I feel like that's oh. definitely more of a team effort of like yeah. him already being mostly there and she just finishes off the job. I'm sure. What were you asking? I'm sorry. No, I wish there was a term for what they were called. Oh, like they're they're the they're the followers of Cain. 
except for the, some of them don't. Yeah, that's true. I just wish there was like where you can say you can point Superman and be like, oh, Kryptonian, or they're, even just broadly super superhero. They're Kaniacs. <laughs> the Hercules, Hercules, Hercules wasn't a man; he was an ideal, and this was it. That's I wish they were called the Herculean mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, regardless, the Aztec guy dies. Um, Luther tries to persuade the Zulu man to trade sides. Mm-hmm. He is in unsuccessful. I don't remember how the Zulu man dies in the coolest way. Oh, which Musashi. is that they have basically defeated Luther, and the, yeah, the Zulu man is holding him so that Musashi can give him an honorable kill by cutting off his head. And then, right as he swings the sword, Luther it. jumps forward, pulling the Zulu in, and so he gets sliced completely in half. Yeah, which I guess kills him. Yes, I, I mean, it, at least in uh, decap or er, just takes him out of the game for now. Yeah. Um, but then Luther persuades Musashi to join like, their efforts. He's like, come on, be good boy. <laughs> and then Musashi is promptly disposed of. Well, and we get such cool little panels where he's like, I will be good. Yeah. He's like, you're right. I will find the way. And we get literally in the next page. It's just like, ah, just kidding. They yeah. And it. so it turns out Kane was never bound. He's just chilling. Yeah. And so that's whenever we see the, the cave where Kane is being held. There's mm-hmm. these dark black pillars um musashi charges in head first and that's when kane just double karate chops his neck killing musashi if the only way to kill you is by decapitating you never go head first go legs first <laughs> go legs there's first. no there's no threat you know <laughs> go legs first god damn it um and then so yeah this is when the book is coming to its end where it's kane versus um needless to say me and the book are coming to our climax at this moment yeah <laughs> Um, and so Cain <laughs> and Luther fight each other. And this is probably some of the most dialogue we got. Yes. Crazy enough, that was what surprised me, is that the very last issue we get some of the most talking we ever yeah. had, and it's because we just had to kind of get Cain's whole side of things, because yeah. we only had ever this gotten big maybe... antagonist monologue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every good bad guy does some monologuing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of like these five issues up until the sixth issue mm-hmm. of the legacy of Luther Strode is over exemplifying why luther's ideals are right and then the last issue trying to be like yeah but here kane out real quick you know what i mean <laughs> and so kane has his whole spiel mm-hmm. and he's he's trying to you know be all kane like and um, one thing we kind of brushed over was that uh delilah had her own very unique way of using the power which is that i guess she could like control minds a little bit or oh, had like a persuasive like persuade, yeah. power remember because that definitely came into play where that's how she basically tries to become useful during the fight with uh kane is that she keeps trying to like i guess take control of him or like persuade him persuade him enough to like be distracted so that luther can kind of finish him off and so it's so crazy when we get this shot where he's like oh no i have that power but even more and it was like where the fuck did this come from you know so (laughs) this is what i wanted to talk about there's stuff in these in this last issue that it kind of implies that there could be more Mm -hmm. luther strode uh, but we'll talk about that once we're done talking about it Yeah, all collectively. But basically, they fight, and it seems like Luther cannot stack up against Kane. Yeah. Um, he just can't do it. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, and, but the, it's, I like 
the way that's presented because it's such it's like that endless struggle you know yeah. it's like he keeps coming back and keeps fighting more even though obviously kane i keep wanting to call him samson kane <laughs> is you know the yeah. like superior foe when we first saw samson i it felt like it was implying that that was kane and i thought so too and so when i first saw kane i was like is that samson but I, so i went back to those panels and i was like oh no they're obviously Different. Very different people. Yeah. So that was a little, and I think it was mostly the hair. Yeah. The fact they both had the very long, down to their knees kind of black hair. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember how Luther gets the upper hand, but I know how he kills him, mm-hmm. which is back to Kane's whole origin. Yeah, dude, there's there's just so much epic fighting in this, and I just love the parts where they're really going one on one with each other, you know. But uh, it looks like he pretty much gets the upper hand because she, same thing. It's just, oh. it's all team effort with these people, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that was the main point is that he literally couldn't defeat Kane, Kane by himself. He's like, right. but we, and that's what he says. He's like, I can't defeat you, but we can. And then he yeah. holds Kane down, and she just unleashes the gun through Kane and, and, and then, Luther. Yeah, and Petra is like, I'm sorry, Luther. And I thought this was going to be more detrimental to Luther's physicality yeah, going forward I thought, we, I thought he was gonna die i thought knowing this was the end of the book i was like dang this is gonna end with the death of luther strode and he had to sacrifice himself in it order kind of makes sense Kane. it's called the legacy of luther strode yeah. <laughs> he's gotta leave something behind <laughs> <laughs> um and so but no it doesn't stop him he gets up before kane does i mm-hmm. guess and he drops a brick a stone a on, bomb <laughs> on his head yeah um, and we see like Kane's brains out the other end of the brick, and which shit like we that. determined earlier is the way to kill. You got to just splat the brains. You know? Yeah. Um, which I think is biblically how Kane kills Abel. And that was one thing I was like, is this supposed to be that Kane? Yeah. Obviously, it was the murder yeah. of his brother. And I that's think how he, biblically, yeah. that Kane is the first, the first murder. That is the gotcha. first way a man had died from another man's intention. I think. And so I think that that's what this whole thing is all about is like, that unlocked something else in humanity. And that guy's just been running around ever since. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, after that. It ends. It we ends. We get literally two pages and the book ends, which I was like. What is the last page? What does Luther say? Because Petra asks him a question and then Luther doesn't technically answer it right. Well, he's like, she's like, he's like, we're going to go and find the other people and we need to show them. And she's like, how to do what or how to do what? And he says, better. And I guess, and it feels wrong, but he's saying, well, we need to teach them to do better, you yeah. know, instead of not how, she, it should be like, teach them how to be what, you know, and yeah. then it should say better, but it's like, teach them to do better. And it, yeah, so it, okay, that's it, fair. It, it felt, it feels a little off. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, that, that wasn't the right answer to that question at all. It's like, what are we going to do? And he's just, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and so, yeah. <clears throat> And so it pretty much ends with him being the ultimate muscle man and being like, we're just going to keep going around yeah. and uh, making uh, making everybody good again. Because I guess somehow people are still going to be getting the Hercules method, even though there's no more librarian to like. Well, so that's it. the other thing. He's like, I have to go find the rest of the books. I have to collect them and get them out of people's hands. Because that's the other thing. <clears throat> I think this is also sort of commentary on being an artist, yeah. drawing. Where it's like, people are like, oh, no, I just, I don't have the talent to draw. When in reality, it's not that you have the talent. It's that you don't have the want and will to the sit down and practice and continually practice to get better at drawing. Because it's not something you're born with. And so that's something that the book kind of does where it's like, 
these are only the people that understand it initially and keep driving towards it. I don't know. It, it That's what it was kind of... There's, there's stuff that argues towards my argument, but then there's mm-hmm. also feelings of the opposite, where it's like, the whole first book is called The Strange Talents of Luther Strode. And, it, and even though he obviously does maybe follow the discipline of the book to an extent, obviously he was destined to be this more powerful version right. of these peop- these things, you know, whatever you would call their, their people, you know? Yeah, the Hercules. Um, and whether that argument is because it's just because he's doing things for, like, a positive reason, you know, maybe, like, willpower of, like, nobility is stronger than the willpower of evils like maybe that's like context that's meant to be brought into it but i i took it as like him being something greater you know it's like the destined child you know it's just like most stories go he was just born with that special little you know extra flame or extra little check mark that made him the best of them all you know yeah when you're doing things for a right reason (sighs) so now i want to ask adaptation i always ask this question not always i've been lacking the past few weeks but well the past few weeks has been fucking anime and manga, so yeah. <laughs> we get that that's going to be adapted regardless. And not um, like this is too far off from that. You right. Know? I was going to ask, this, the fir- especially the first six issues, it feels mm-hmm. a lot like Invincible. Would you want to see an animated version of this? Want? I don't know, but if it if I found out it was happening, I don't think I'd be against it, I guess is even what I'd say to that. I could definitely see this being animated into a really good story whether mm. it be like you know a, a series or you know if they just tried to compact as much of it as, as they could into like a a, a, a movie yeah or something um i definitely think it, they would have to be very particular on how they do the action because i would want it to be honest to Tradmore's like art yeah. style and the way that he reflected the action and that would be my biggest worry especially with modern animation leaning so much into like 3d animation mm. for action sequences and it's like not even just in um anime it's definitely it translated both you know in yeah. american animation it's as well. in, invincible invincible mm-hmm. all that shit is 3d animation they just do a good job of making it look flat you exactly. know exactly so um <clears throat> I, w- I would be very intrigued to see it but it's nothing that i guess i'm like pounding my fist for you know i'm like i need to see yeah some legend of Luther strode i forgot <laughs> his name for a second <laughs> um do you think it would work better as animation or could you see it live action? Mm. It would have to have a pretty good budget, especially ha- for the later shit. For live action, it definitely have to have a good budget. And the thing is, the it's like the body transformation, you know, from him being like scrawny to buff. It would have to because you'd have to be more Hulk-esque. You know, you have to be even bigger than like a Captain America or something. You think so? You, I would ha- want, you would want. I'd want him to that. have the big. Yeah. I mean, that's what mm. I would genuinely want is like see, the big. I- I think superior body size. I think Hit Man. No, what is that's Hit Girl. Mm. Kick Ass Mm -hmm. did a good job at portraying uh, what Aaron Taylor Johnson or whatever his name is. Three name guy. Yeah, from being from looking like a smaller dude into suddenly being like a very you know formidable opponent, chiseled looking young man. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I would the first when I was getting through it and I was almost nearing the end of the second book the legend of luther strode Mm -hmm. i was like this could be live action easily this could be low budget live action easily and it wasn't until like some of the jack the ripper stuff and then of course the legacy of luther Mm -hmm. strode strode where things went 
fucking the, bonkers. Yeah, the action got intense. Yeah. That I was like, oh no, I would want this to be something huge and grand. And I think for the sake of like what we talked about with like uh, like the earth bubbling out when mm-hmm. in those action and getting those precise moments, I think animation would be able to do that more honestly than live action ever could without True. it looking kind of cheesy or, you know, low budget or something like that. Yeah. So, um, I have to believe the Flash probably has some bullshit like that where they like get thrown into a wall and it's like, you know, it's like the more of a water effect of it getting crushed in than it actually just getting smashed. Yeah. If I were to have to readapt these three stories into one story and it was for an animated feature, Mm -hmm. it would have to be two to two and a half hours long and it would have to be like the first 30 minutes Luther understanding and getting his powers and a lot of character build between Petra and Luther. Mm-hmm. And then the librarian being like the undertone of it all. And then the librarian being like, you have to go find the rest of the bound. Yeah. They've all gotten out. I, exactly. I feel and like I would, would repaint up- all of these characters as the guys that got out and Luther has to go and fight them or kill them. Oh, so you would even completely re yeah. retcon them. And then maybe Kane being the final opponent yes. who is still the supposedly bound final boss yeah that's cool so i would combine the ideas of the librarian and the binder together mm-hmm. the librarian was like i've been getting these books out so people could potentially be strong enough to go and find all of these mass murderers and so then that's when we would get nikolai and the shooter and jack the ripper and all the other guys and luther's basically trying to either hound them back together or having to kill them across the world globe trotting. Yeah. So we get all these cool, you know, uh, it would be like Street Fighter where a Street Fighter 2 where you see the map and it's like Japan yeah. and you just go, you just see the airplane going to, and you're always just in a little bit of water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fucking no matter if you're in the middle go, of the ghost desert, of the sh- ghost in the shell type shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that would be my idea to like kind of restructure it into being something fun. I mean, this is plenty fun also, but I just, you know, I feel like it's also three different ideas. Mm hmm. They were then kind of like, hey, this kind of fits together in a way. And that's what we get. But yeah. That's a good idea. That's Luther Strode for you. That was fucking Luther Strode, dude. A, a, a much more enjoyable read than I think I expected, considering we kind of like jumped around with what we were going to do this week. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad this is what we landed on because it was definitely a, a very easy read. You know, it mm-hmm. never, it was never too challenging. And the fact that I was able, definitely able to get through these 18 issues in a week. Um, but you're right. It felt like an invincible for our era a little bit more for that was for our more, personal. Yeah. yeah. Like the time that we and I'm bummed that I we didn't pick this up in 2011 or something. Yeah. And I just didn't know this existed until you told me about it this week. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, because this, unfortunately, I had no clue this existed for a long time. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting because, I mean, I feel like this is something maybe people are sleeping on a little bit. And anybody who enjoys those other projects should be able to pick this up and obviously feel the similarities to the thing they already love, but be able to once again, put it in its own kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, niche of like what it is, because it is very different. Uh, and I feel like the character development is very different, which maybe that's where, once again, like you said, invincible is going to get to in the long run. This feels like a more contained, easier version yeah. of that. Really? That's it for anybody who doesn't want to do what the 140, issues I think it's 144 or yeah, something of like that. invincible yeah. do the 18 of luther Strode. Yeah. you're gonna get there you're gonna get to the same place i yeah. bet same ideas yeah, yeah for sure 
I think there's some really tragic shit that ends up happening in Invincible. And I think we'll probably end up covering a lot of it mm-hmm. on this fucking podcast. But yeah. So that's Luther Strode for you. It's a definite recommend from me. Absolutely. Yeah. Obama. Don't be a Luther Chode. Just read Please the book. Please <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Anywhere you guys get podcasts, really. And just helps us out. And just tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend, you know? Hey, whoa, yeah. yeah. That, that's the best thing you can do to help us out yeah. now. Gorlami. So, I agree. Can't wait to uh, surprise y'all next week with all the fun we're going to have. But I guess uh, we will, uh, uh, <laughs> we're going to see you there. See you on another time. Oh, that was too sensual for okay, me. Okay, I'll do it again. We will uh, see y'all there. We will see you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.